0: Excellent, Holden. Better late than never, huh? Yeah. We're going to have a lot of news this week and just none next week. But, hey, we, we can focus more on The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Uh, mm. And to make it up for you, we got a double feature today. But, uh, we do. Holden will dive into that in just a second. Last two weeks of freedom, Holden, for me. Then I'm back to the grind.
1: Yeah, back to the old teaching grind. Yep. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy.
0: Rowena Ravenclaw! Just kidding, I I won't go back into that. I was (laughs) doing my Rowena Ravenclaw. It has no...
1: But there's, like, no Harry Potter stuff this week. It doesn't even
0: make any sense. It's not my fault that J.K. Rowling became transphobic, alright? Yeah, but that's, like, old news. (laughs) Old news. More like the movie Old just came out, so old news is relevant. Checkmate. Okay. Okay. We've got a
1: great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of both uh, Green Knight and Jungle Cruise. I don't know if we'll do it in that order, but...
0: We'll do it in some of the orders of the potential, too, that there are. Exactly. Let's do it. (laughs) That (laughs) one (laughs) movie (laughs) podcast (laughs) ends.
1: First, Jimmy, we've got to do the toms. Yes, I'm
0: so excited. The
1: Toms, the, the Toms, Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Hiddleston, oh I still have Hiddleston in here. Oh, Sea <laughs> daisy, amateur hour. Slip of the tongue, here I'm changing it right as we speak. Uh, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Yes! Now I'm not sure what happened, but all of a sudden you are only coming out of my left head, my left ear. <laughs> so either I've suddenly gotten deaf in my right ear, or something's up with my headphones.
0: Um, well, it could be a blessing. All you would need to do is just make sure you sit on my left from now on. Yeah, exactly. Then I'll just talk. I'll whisper to you things while we're watching Jungle Cruise, and you can. And just then you know sit on my I'm right.
1: Saying. You sit on my right when you want to say things you like mean about me.
0: Yeah well do i say anything nice about you holden
1: that's true so you're always going to sit on my right anyway uh we have one trailer this week um and actually you you said there was going to be a lot of news this week there's really not so there's going to be even less next week i feel (laughs) like
0: we got some bigger pieces of news
1: yeah there's a couple big things
0: Um, I've got a list, holding that I was keeping track of. Okay. I feel like we keep letting things slip through the cracks. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm definitely not pointing fingers at the person who's supposed to keep track of the news every week, but (laughs) I feel like things have been slipping through the cracks, so now whenever I see something, I try to make a note of putting it down in my Anyway, so we got a new
1: trailer we got a trailer for a movie called house of Gucci. And I thought this was pretty notable because we're apparently getting two Ridley Scott movies literally coming out within a month of each other. Cause the last duel comes out November sometime. This comes out in October. So a uh, new Ridley Scott film star studded cast. We got lady Gaga. We got Adam driver. We've got, um, Al Pacino,
0: Jared Leto, when um, then we got Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Star Studded Cast, and, and Jared and Lowe. Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared yeah. Leto, as yeah. the French say.
1: Um, and so I don't know a ton about this, but I I briefly looked into it when I after I watched the trailer, but it seems to be based off of a real life murder that happened within like the the Gucci family which is that would be the Gucci family that owns the Gucci line of don't uh, clothing
0: don't say who it is because I don't know and I don't want to know going in. okay um, I also thought isn't hasn't this movie been kind of in Hollywood like hell forever like hasn't it not been like a script for a long time and it's been just passed back and forth
1: maybe i don't really i i guess i'm not too familiar with this story i hadn't really heard about it before so
0: um well as someone who doesn't know what they're talking about it talking about i'm gonna go with that uh and not research it yeah just kidding i'll look it up while you're vamping holden go yeah
1: um so this trailer looks it's, it's intriguing we, looks like we'll have some good performances one of the things that people have been pointing out is uh jared leto and his like makeup which is very transformative i mean i don't i don't like the guy as an actor but i think i, I mean it looks prosthetics look good on him i can't even hardly tell it's him um so that's uh, cool uh, yes Let,
0: all right first off based on a book from 2001 called The House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour and greed by okay. Sarah Gay Forden. Okay. Um looking at production, June 20 2000 this is Wikipedia. Uh June 2006 Ridley Scott was set to direct the film. Oh, geez. Uh blah blah blah. Angelina Jolie and Leonardo DiCaprio were looking to be in it. Uh oh, wow then it looks yeah so yeah 2006 was kind of the first time it was brought up so yeah cool there you go
1: i i can if ridley scott has been attached this long i can only imagine he's just happy to get it over with (laughs) i would be like if you've been he's been working on this since 2006 i mean i'm still hoping he brings his a game to this because i think it seems interesting it looks Visually well made, like most Ridley Scott movies are. Like I, I think it could be very interesting. I don't if know. If you
0: if you Google Ridley Scott, the main photo that comes up is him just looking like he's going. Hmm, hmm, I'm Ridley Scott. Hmm. I couldn't yeah, believe I think he, he's he has a Sir.
1: Some... I think he's, he's 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 Sir Ridley Scott. Yeah,
0: Sir Ridley. Um, uh, I could not believe that he has not won an Academy Award. Really, uh, which is. Well, I guess Gladiator won Best Picture, but he has not won a Best Director award. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Because in the trailer, it says from Academy Award nominee. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, the trailer
1: really likes to show off how many Academy Award winners slash nominees are in the film.
0: (laughs) It's... We're just... It's we're it's inevitable that adam driver is going to get a a win, right? I mean, he's yeah, been so he good in to. so many things at this point. Maybe um, for this
1: movie, who knows? I don't know.
0: Boy, I could I could see this movie being dominant at the Oscars, but it really isn't coming out in that Oscar bait season, so I'm confused. Oh, and adam it,
1: drivers in the last duel too, isn't he? Sorry, yes. I just interrupted you. He's in both Ridley Scott
0: movies. Yeah so uh he's he is so prolific right now um it's i guess it's i mean really scott's a uh you know historically a great director he's got more hits than misses um yeah. he's doing death on the nile too really I Wait, what remember. maybe he's producing it, it he's just probably upcoming producing it. i think
1: kenneth Branagh is
0: yeah kenneth Branagh is doing it Um, but yeah, Ridley Scott, I, both of his movies look really good in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. I see this, what if he, (laughs) he, it looks like, uh, he's, he's given himself a good chance for a a best director nomination just from the two trailers. (laughs) I would think (laughs) one of them is going to be good enough, but, uh, we'll see. Maybe just, uh, he he turns into Bob Semeckis and he lands on tails twice, (laughs) but we'll see.
1: He, uh this movie i also is also coming out in that like really really tough weekend with like or that area with like last night in soho and halloween and that we previously talked about where there's and i think well dune's dune. coming out a couple weeks before
0: no dune is coming out in october now isn't october 22nd
1: yeah uh, it's that same weekend i think
0: uh, it says here november 24th so
1: oh maybe i got this in last duel mixed up the last duel. Is I'll that look coming up the out October? The
0: know. last duel is coming out October fifteenth. Oh, okay. which is That's a week a, before I got mixed up. Dune. Okay. It's yeah. gonna be a pretty back-heavy year for movies. It looks like. It is. So. I'm excited though. It's I a think, good problem to have. Yeah. Well, I feel like most years are typically like that too. Now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. yes, I'm gonna give this trailer a brokaw, holding because it yeah. looks interesting. You got all this drama powerful people i love the lannisters in game of thrones you know rich, it's a powerful rich influential rich italian people yes rich italian people yeah uh Looks broke good. off for me as well
1: uh then this i didn't actually look up the trailer for this because apparently it was like leaked so I did. I didn't really want to search it down or uh, search it for it. But this was another star-studded movie that I was not aware was happening. Have you heard
0: of this? Don't look up or whatever. I I heard of it and I heard like the cast and I was like, what? How have I not heard of this movie?
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's apparently this movie is called Don't Look Up. It stars. This is. I'm just naming some of them. There's more than this. It has Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Chris Evans, Timothy Chalamet, and Meryl
0: Streep. Just to name a few, Which, but what was the last thing Jennifer Lawrence was in? Like, I was don't she retired?
1: know. It's been a while. I don't know. X Men: Dark M- Phoenix.
0: Was she Maybe. in Dark Phoenix?
1: Yeah, she like she died in that one. Spoiler alert for Dark Phoenix.
0: Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a Netflix movie. Yeah. It, on Google, it says comedy disaster yeah i two hours and 25 minutes two 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 low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet earth
1: yeah i i had it written here that apparently it's a satire about an asteroid headed to earth and trying to get like the president and the government to actually do anything about it
0: that seems relevant Sounds (laughs) it sounds <laughs> like a certain something that happened last year well,
1: it's directed by adam mckay who did uh the big short yep. which people liked it's uh, good movie. he did vice which not was as good of a movie not as in my good. Opinion. <laughs> i haven't seen big short so i don't really have an opinion on it but um yeah so he, he does a lot of these these relevant films
0: you wanted to see the big short you should have just looked at my dresser <laughs> <laughs>
1: he actually i'm trying to. i think adam mckay may have also like i think he did straight up comedies before he did these movies i think he did the anchorman movies
0: well i mean vice and the big short are like semi-comedies so. yeah
1: so he's 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 doing what he knows oh yeah he was a writer for snl and yeah okay yeah he did anchorman talladega nights okay cool
0: great yeah, I'm i don't know a, i think a broca as long yeah. as it's not too preachy or ridiculous yeah or, which i think vice was yeah i'm kind of I, i'm hopeful especially with the cast i'll
1: give it a broca uh this was interesting uh so clifford the big red dog uh has been indefinitely delayed Uh, the studio has cited that apparently the delta covid variant as the main reason as they're unsure how much that will affect theaters in the near future and they also don't want to like have kids go out and like get sick if that if that becomes a big problem um this is interesting because i mean the delta covid variant is going around we don't really know like how much it'll affect us yet or anything but this is the first movie that i've really
0: seen delayed for that reason I swear, if D- Dune gets delayed another year, <laughs> I will throw a chair. My
1: guess is it won't. I'm guessing this is kind of an anomaly, and most movies will not
0: follow suit. But well, it's just interesting that it's Clifford, right? What are you expecting yeah. this movie to make? A hundred million? This movie's not <laughs> yeah. going to make a hundred million dollars, I don't think. Well, I guess it is a kids movie. I feel like we're not getting that many kids movies. Yeah, maybe it'll make like the theater. maybe it'll make Avengers Endgame money. Who knows? I'm gonna go on a limb and say that it doesn't. Okay, I'd be willing to bet that <laughs> if, if you want to take me up on that
1: one. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna, not gonna take you up on that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I. I guess you know if the studio feels that's the best thing to do. Sure. I'm. I'm not clamoring to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. So I don't care too much. But so
0: are you telling me that they put that movie on? pause yeah. yeah yeah i am <laughs> telling <Thank> you that <laughs> oh thank you is it gonna come um, out on the tail end oh my, okay
1: one? i'm ending this bit before you, you keep know, going uh this gets i don't bergeron. know I, I
0: i haven't seen the movies but i've read the book uh, oh,
1: you know okay yeah this gets a bergeron from both of us i'm calling it for you <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh okay and this is the really big thing this week um so scarlett johansson has brought forth a lawsuit against disney uh and apparently this is this is a big thing that a lot of people have had opinions on
0: not to be confused with the suit that one would wear for law yeah an actual she's suing disney
1: she is um she has she claims that she wasn't properly paid for black widow apparently her contract um and i don't know legal jargon too well but this is kind of what i get apparently a lot of her earnings uh for this movie were tied to box office gross which is obviously affected by like a disney plus release so, which is what they did they did the joint release but they didn't adjust her contract for it, uh disney plus release so she feels she wasn't properly compensated for uh how Black Widow was released um and this is interesting so uh Kevin Feige uh has not said anything publicly but has been reportedly disgusted with how Disney has acted and has been pretty much supporting Johansson in her little lawsuit here uh (laughs) Robert Allen Iger has even said that Disney bungled it so former Disney CEO Robert Allen Iger um, a couple other stars with big movies this year, Dwayne Johnson and Emma Stone, have both acknowledged similar situations with their uh, blockbusters, Jungle Cruise and uh, Cruella. Emma Stone is actually considering suing Disney as w- or is weighing her options, I guess. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has said, though, he's not going to pursue any action, uh, and... Disney's response to this uh, they basically said that it has no merit whatsoever and they complied with her contract so they're fully just not agreeing with her. What do I'm you think trying, of this Jimmy?
0: I'm trying to find Disney's statement because it is ridiculous they <laughs> just straight up attack her character. What, where was it and then they use they tried to pit her as someone who is like Wants people to go to the theaters and 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 spread COVID or something?
1: Really? Which oh is
0: gosh. yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Their statement. I don't think I, I read her. I don't think I read their full statement. I kind
1: of right. read the the clips people were talking about, but
0: where is it? Anyway, not find it. But it's thought- basically it's like oh, they're what? blasting her because they're like, I. It's like how could she do this when people are you know not going to the theaters because of covid when they literally have their parks open to people yeah. before there was a vaccine <laughs> widely available so what are you talking about disney <laughs> it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard well ridiculous um, absolutely ridiculous it is it is unethical and then Mm -hmm. they just attacked her for it who scarlett johansson's dealt with a lot of crap from people and good for her i'm totally on her side Mm -hmm. disney you can go uh you can go put yourself on premiere access streaming boom roasted (laughs) boom roasted
1: um Yeah, Scarlett, I mean, I obviously abbreviated kind of what her lawsuit, what has been said about it and everything, uh, but from what I've read in, like, the actual, like, contract wording, it seems pretty, like, open-shut that she's, like, in the right here. Like, it's pretty pretty clear in the wording, at least to me, that, me, someone who doesn't know anything about law, uh, (laughs) that... um, (laughs) That she, that like the contract is like paying her based on box office gross, and it doesn't really say anything about Disney Plus, and I don't know. It, like, it would be one thing if they adjusted it and said something about Disney Plus, at least acknowledged it, because then I think Disney could argue and have something more in their favor. But as far as I know, their contracts don't say hardly anything about Disney Plus release, so it's kind of.
0: It seems pretty clear-cut to me. I don't know if they're doing that act of God sort of, you know, clause, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that apply? I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about law either. So (laughs) why would I? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I would do that. Did you find their statement? No, I could not find it. Oh, okay. So Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Take our word for it. From what I, from if Jimmy's read the whole thing, and from what I've seen, Disney is kind of, as Robert Allen Iger said, bungled it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else we got, holding? Uh, well, what are you giving that? What are you giving the lawsuit? Oh, I'm giving the lawsuit a Broca because screw you, Disney. Why don't I'll you just a- alienate all the all the good actors and actresses?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll give it a Broca too it's interesting to me because i'd be curious i mean i wonder if the reason why like emma stone and dwayne johnson and those people haven't said anything about it is because they're worried about like any potential sequels to their movies being messed up to it but since scarlett johansson's like done with the mcu she's like yeah i can say something whatever
0: don't i don't know with me, scarlett.
1: <laughs> okay uh, next up, so there's some news this week that apparently M. Night Shyamalan had written a darker take of Indiana Jones 4 uh, before there was really anything going for it. From what I, I was reading an article about it, he was never hired as a writer for Indiana Jones 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Can't before,
0: imagine why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but before, like, anyone was, he was, like, actually bouncing ideas off of people at the studio and, like, bringing out the things he thought would be cool um and so this very very early stages before they were very organized in making this film so I don't know probably like 2005 maybe even earlier um so yeah what do you what do you think of an M. Night
0: Shyamalan Indiana Jones movie it could not have been worse than what we got so (laughs) I mean Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is uh I haven't seen in a long time but even when I was in fourth grade and I saw it in theaters I was like oof uh so Indiana Jones is is like the franchise that made me fall in love with movies so I uh, I would have it was came out at such a a, uh, you know great moment in my life an optimal time for me to love this movie because I had just gotten into filmmaking the year before just got my first like flip camera was making home videos with like Lego and stuff (laughs) Indiana Jones was my thing. And then they just released a a steaming pile of garbage. So
1: I'm going to be honest. I actually liked it when I liked it when it first came out. Um, I, (laughs) I don't just remember
0: this folks. Remember this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I don't like it really anymore. I, I also haven't seen it in a long time, but, um, from what I remember, I would not like it anymore. Um, but I did like I I don't think I really had any taste as a kid, and I wasn't really in love with movies yet. I guess so. I didn't really have any critical eye in third grade.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> as a kid, yep, as a kid, Holden. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. give this news a Bergeron because it, at one hand, it's cool that he had these ideas. You should just sit down and just write one. I mean, you could still make it. I don't know yeah. why you could still just make it. Um, you might have to recast. As I like. I don't understand. Indiana Jones can go two ways here. You can either mm-hmm. just keep carting Harrison Ford until he just is no longer alive, or even after he's no longer alive, you can just keep carting him out there. <laughs> um, at this point, I, Disney stop seems lotion. to not have any ethics as a company, so I don't know what would stop them from doing that at this point. Um but then uh, you could the other direction to go is to just treat Indiana Jones as James Bond where you have a different actor portray this mythical figure throughout mm. time and then that way you can put him in different eras you can do a bunch of different things with him and and then you could have the iconic original of Harrison Ford just like you have Sean Connery as the iconic guy for James Bond and and you can have each generation can have their own Indiana Jones. And I think, I think that honestly, that's the way to go because we'll see what happens with Indy five here. You could also just end it there, end it on a good note, both ways are work, but I think it's smarter for Disney. Cause we know they're all about their longevity and their money. Why would not you just turn it into, to James Bond sans broccoli?
1: Yeah, no, I think that would be cool too. Um, this news made me want to rewatch four. I think we should rewatch four before the new one comes out.
0: We could so just that re-watch we have, all of them before the new one comes out. We could rewatch all of them. Except Temple of Dunes. Still got, it's got bad stuff in it. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this news a. Uh, Bergeron I guess I mean yep. it's cool he had a take but we never saw anything about it he didn't really go into it either so Bergeron
0: yep that's what I said too so what else
1: okay so I, I keep forgetting next week probably after we record this episode or the next episode uh, but we have what if coming out <gasps> on Wednesday um, but anyway so have some news about what if Apparently, uh, some of these storylines, uh, the producer said, could potentially lead to live-action spin-offs if they have enough legs to run on, um, and so that's, there's like three parts to the what my what-if news. That's one. Second part, apparently some of these storylines were cut out of what-if because they were literally part of the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> so, uh, so, at least one of the what-if storylines that they were originally going to make is a plot line for guardians of the galaxy three so interesting. interesting uh and then the other thing is um is the producers have confirmed that with the w- multiverse open now these what if stories are technically canon mcu so this well, anything
0: is, can technically be canon mcu at this yeah
1: point. i know i know but so what
0: do you think of that stuff jimmy that is all information that is interesting I guess (laughs) and I'll give it a Bergeron because none of it really excites me that much
1: Uh, I am interested about the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 thing because I want to know like what was so weird that they're like then all of a sudden James Gunn is like yeah this is going to be in this movie
0: how does that happen you would think how long have they been developing both I mean James Gunn wrote Guardians 3 a long time ago
1: yeah so I don't know Maybe, I don't know, maybe he had it written in the what if team wasn't aware of what he was doing and they pitched it and then they're like, oh no, James Gunn is doing this.
0: Because I, I mean, that's been at least two years because we had just started the podcast, I think, when the whole James Gunn stuff went down. Yeah. Right.
1: It might have been the year before we started. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember talking about it on the podcast, but maybe we did. Maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron too. Uh, so killers of the Flower Moon.
0: This, this oh yeah, I know where you're movie. going. I know where yeah. you're going because <laughs> I wrote this one down.
1: This new Scorsese movie that Jimmy's excited about because he read about it or whatever. I don't know. I don't listen to what Jimmy says. Anyway, uh, the, apparently they just
0: cast Brendan I, Fraser. In I this did. Film. I I told you about the how I read about it into your right ear. So that's my fault. I, thought, I forgot you. Oh, just Oh yeah. Meant <laughs> yeah so they got the the mummy man himself brendan fraser i love brendan
1: fraser i think he's like actually a pretty good actor and he's just uh, he was unfortunately utilized in a lot of really crappy movies in the early 2000s but he's kind of like i guess the original michael fassbender in that way the original (laughs) michael fassbender (laughs) i
0: am the original
1: no, but uh, Brendan Fraser—he's great. I'm glad he's getting more work now after he had been blacklisted for a while, uh, and in a high-profile movie like this, that's awesome. Um, but a lot of the stuff I've seen him in recently—he's he's very cool, very good.
0: Um, so and I—we we maybe will have a Brendan saw Brendan Brendanalts. Yeah, Brendan Brendanalts. And
1: I—the article I read listed, you know, like Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro's in this movie. I had forgotten Jesse Plemons was also in this movie Jesse too. Jesse Plemons is going to be in this movie? <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: such a perfect movie for him to be in, honestly. It, he <laughs> His his typecast is the epitome of the entire story, honestly. So there we go. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm looking forward to that. More Jesse Plemons talk later. Yeah. Uh, so I give all of this a brokaw. I do as well. Holden,
1: uh, Jimmy, my last piece of news. Do you know anything about Waterworld, the movie from Waterworld?
0: Of course, I know about Waterworld. Holden, I've witnessed the Waterworld, you know, thing at what is it, Universal? Oh, how is, is that? I've heard it's super cool. It is cool. It's like all these live stunts, a lot of mm-hmm. fireballs, you know, yeah, some I- action. I I actually mentioned that in
1: here that I really want to go to that. But anyway, Waterworld. So Waterworld is, for those of you who don't know, is an infamous 90s movie that was like the biggest box office bomb of its time. It had a huge budget and just did not make it back. And it's kind of been described. I don't know how accurate this is because I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard it described as like Mad Max, but on water, basically. That makes sense. Yeah. Um And so it stars Kevin Costner, and I think Dennis Hopper is also in the movie. Um, But anyway, so they're apparently making a TV adaptation of this quote-unquote franchise. Uh, Dan Dan Trachtenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane is going to direct it. Uh, the original film's producer is returning, uh, but there is no writer hired yet. However, they do have an idea of where they want this to go. They apparently want it to be set 20 years after the film with some of the same characters returning. Probably not Kevin Costner, because he probably costs a lot. But maybe, I don't know.
0: Kevin Costner a lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like at this point, at least maybe with our generation, maybe it's more well-known from the uh, the universal uh, attraction because that's a big deal that is I think it's only still going because it's so cool it's it's weird to me that this movie that flopped still has this huge attraction at Universal but it's cool
0: yeah I mean I like Dan Trachtenberg um, I mean it sounds like it could be cool so I'll yeah. give it uh, Bergeron Bergeron uh, plus you know AFV I- Bergeron <laughs>
1: I think uh, one of the big complaints of the movie is that it's long and kind of boring for parts of it because it's kind of Kevin Costner just go- riding around on a raft looking for land or something. So, I mean, I think if if they make it more interesting, it could be cool. I think it was uh, Mad Max, but on water, it could be really interesting. Let's just do Mad Max Fury Road, except it's boats instead of cars, all right? That's what I want.
0: All right. Hold on. I've got a Berger. few other bits here. Okay. What bits do you got? First off, hot off the press. Uh South Park uh Matt Stone and Trey Parker have signed a deal with Viacom CBS. Uh they're going to extend South Park through 2027. Ooh. And then it says 14 films, and I don't know if that how that is exactly working, but I don't think they would yeah. all be South Park movies, I'm guessing. Uh, just movies that they're somewhat a part of?
1: Yeah, probably maybe they're in some of them, write some of them, I bet produce most of them.
0: Um, But maybe there are 14 original movies. It says two of the original South Park films will premiere on Paramount Plus in 2021. Um you know honestly there's some good stuff on paramount plus it's all kind of like sleeper stuff but um
1: yeah i mean quiet place 2 is on there now really
0: yeah be worth a free trial if you haven't seen it
1: well yeah because i think all of their movies are now coming to paramount plus like 40 days after they're in theaters or something so Hmm.
0: um but yeah that's just hot off the press holden we didn't talk about bob odenkirk he oh yeah. Had a, I just
1: forget to write that down.
0: He had some sort of he collapsed on set. It sounds like some sort of uh minor heart attack or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um he seems to be stable now. On set of Better well. Call Saul. Yes, the final season. Um he seems to be doing a lot better. So Bob Odenkirk sounds like he, you know, never met him, but he sounds like a really great guy. He's a fantastic actor. Uh wish him all the best. Bob Odenkirk Um, I'm going to give Heart Attacks Bombadils don't like them not a fan I will not you will not be able to sway me from that stance (laughs) Uh, yeah Bombadil for me too this was maybe a couple weeks ago but Disney hired uh, some special effects artists who made his own CGI uh, Luke Skywalker oh yeah that was was like a month ago but yeah I don't think it was that long ago. But, uh, it was, uh, it was that long ago. It was not that <laughs> long ago, okay? It was two, maybe three weeks, which is, last time I checked, shorter than a month. All right? Bucko. Uh, yeah, whatever. Which makes me think, A, either they just were like, wow, that VFX is good, let's hire him, or B, are we going to have more CGI Luke Skywalker in this next season? That I'm pretty they, sure uh, we
1: are. I actually thought that I had been confirmed that. already more more Luke but maybe not
0: Hollywood insider Holden Sutter back yeah. at it all right uh other things Horizon 0 no not Horizon 0 Dawn. Horizon Forbidden West delayed to 2022 oh yeah not all that surprising so no video games will come out in 2021 just kidding there's (laughs) There's been some stuff but not something that i just must buy right away
1: yeah ps5's kind of sony's kind of dropping the ball with exclusives this year i mean i do it's good that these big games are getting the time they probably deserve in the oven you know but they they haven't spaced them out very well and it looks like 2022 is going to be pretty loaded luckily there's stuff for the switch coming out that i want so i at least have that going
0: and I like how dropping the ball for exclusives is releasing two very highly regarded games as exclusives in Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. But they are yeah. a little bit more niche.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, and they're both in the first half of the year, so...
0: Yes. Uh, then the last bit of news I have here is that they like there was a whole release of all the PlayStation VR next generation specs... Among those that stood out was 4K screen, OLED, HDR display, Holden. It's going to have haptic feedback in the headset, so you will feel yourself get punched in the face. Um, I don't want that. <laughs> you, I bet you can turn it off.
1: I hope so. I don't want to be punched.
0: Um. Well, Holden, I'm sorry. It's going to have to happen.
1: I don't want this to be Ready Player One, Jimmy. I don't want it to get that real.
0: Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can feel the uh, when hopefully what they do is they release Half Life Alex on it and then the head crabs or whatever you call them jump up and you can feel them start sucking away at your face. That'd be pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, now you're on board, huh? We <laughs> yeah, did have a Half-Life. lot of news this week, Holden. What you just okay, lied. More the than ions. I thought. Okay. All right. That's that's all the news though. Man, we've got two movies to review. Which one should we do first? Let's go Jungle on a cruise. cruise through the jungle. It's on the water in the Amazon. Let's go on a Jungle Cruise. Non-spoilers right now. Yeah.
1: Jungle Cruise. We saw this like a week ago today. We did see this (laughs) a week ago. Um. Yeah. So this is Disney's newest big action movie that they probably want to turn into a franchise, based based on of, a ride, based on a ride. Um. It stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, and delightfully Jess- Jesse Plemons. As and of money. Um. But yeah, this. I kind of, I mean, we both had been kind of making fun of this movie for a while. This was supposed to come out last July. And ever since the trailer kind of came out and we, you know, heard things about oh, a movie called Jungle Cruise based on a ride. Okay. We've just been kind of like, I think we both then went in with kind of low expectations. I was
0: excited for it. I mean, okay. it's a swashbuckling adventure with The Rock, Emily Blunt, and Jesse Plemons. I mean,. That sounds great. Yeah, honestly, like it had some Jumanji vibes um, when those movies hit. I think they do like they have standout sequences in them. Um, I was looking for. We just don't have swashbuckling adventures anymore in cinema. What happened? <laughs> Steven Spielberg got all like real or whatever. I mean, he just got more yeah realistic. We just don't have the swashbuckling anymore. Since, I mean, have we had something? big and bombastic like that since like Pirates of the Caribbean I mean I'm just trying Probably to think of just not. swashbuckling it's just not a thing in movies anymore like all our action movies are like John Wickified and, and you know that's not a bad thing but it's like I just miss the 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 choreo- choreography of the Indiana Jones of your you know Kung Fu Jackie Chan movies you know just like the well, yeah. silliness of that And and this movie does have some of that and it's great um but then it it, uh like i was telling holden after the movie i was like if i was writing an article for this i'd call it jungle cruise runs out of steam because uh
1: i think (laughs) jungle cruise more like jungle snooze (laughs) (laughs) no i no the uh Like getting into that choreography and stuff I think this movie starts out really strong and I think we both agree with that like the first 30 or so minutes of this movie is the best part of the movie and I just kind of wish the whole movie was like that because I I was kind of excited you know uh, it does have cool fight choreography that we both said reminded us of like well you know Indiana Jones old 90s adventure 80s 90s adventure films Um, and so that's like really cool Um, and it had, you know, corny period writing that was kind of, I mean, I think the, the whole misogyny of the time period is played up it's, that's like the only joke of the time period is that everyone is sexist, but for some reason no one is racist, (laughs) 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 which I think is very weird. There's the, there's like just black people in, in London or whatever. Um, The, the ladies like, or excuse me, they're all like that lady's wearing
0: pants remarkable yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so I, I while some of that's kind of annoying I think it overall is a little charming um, and for the first 30-40 minutes or so it's it's pretty cool um, yeah. and then after that it just becomes generic action movie kind of falls more into some tropes of modern day it loses a lot of the old school charm not all of it but it loses a lot of it um, And I
0: just think, yeah, it does run out of steam, as you said. <laughs> Here's my analysis, Holden, and I, and I want to give you partial credit for this because you were like, going into this movie, you were like, I hope it's just Jumanji mixed with Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And the first half of this movie, for the most part, is exactly that, and it excels at that. The problem is halfway through this movie or so, there's a shift where this movie no longer is Jumanji mixed with Indiana Jones. It's Jumanji, like bad Jumanji mixed with bad Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, remember Pirates of the Caribbean? Let's copy, let's just downright <laughs> copy ideas from that and not do them as well and completely derail or deriver this jungle cruise.
1: Yeah, I mean it it becomes so similar to Pirates of the Caribbean because I like that was a joke that people would make like when this movie was coming out like oh you know it's another re- movie based on a ride it's just going to be Pirates of the Caribbean again. And or that's even, what they I,
0: want. Like you want it to be Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, well yeah, cuz that movie is good, but they were th- like some people were joking that it was literally just going to be that again. Um and I was kind of giving it benefit of the doubt like oh you know maybe it'll have its own identity and it does like you said for a while and then it just becomes about you know like undead conquistadors and you know getting a MacGuffin that'll
0: cure these undead conquistadors which is okay so in the (laughs) in Pirates of the Caribbean you got undead pirates who need to find this MacGuffin to cure them from their undead nature exact same storyline and in it goes movie. even
1: it goes even a bit deeper than that. We'll maybe talk about more in spoilers. But I mean, even that basic outline is just yeah, it's just Pirates of the Caribbean,
0: which is th- this movie struggles because it it cannot decide on which villain it wants to be the main villain. It has two main villains. Yeah, and it what you need to just get rid of one of them. And I would <laughs> get rid of the undead conquistadors because they they come out of nowhere. Yeah. It they're not nearly as interesting. I think they thought they were more interesting, but uh Jesse Plemons steals the scene every <laughs> scene that he's in as the German explorer that he is. This movie uh, reminded uh, me of those like old 90s Lego sets where it's like the adventure Lego sets or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. It is that. I mean it's swashbuckling. It's kind it's kind of like mummy vibes, you know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the potential was there. Because I, like I said, we don't get this type of movie anymore. We just don't get the swashbuckling adventure. And I don't know why. Because every single, they're just so fun to watch. Every single time Jesse Plummins appeared on screen, Jimmy laughed. I <laughs> it
1: was like giggled. clockwork. He didn't even have to say anything. He would just like... It would be like a establishing shot of the submarine, and then Jimmy would just start laughing because he knew Jesse Plemons was coming. He is chewing the scenery hard. He's so is his accent is outlandish. I mean, his whole performance is—it's just so charming.
0: That is the strength of this movie: is the the three main performances between The Rock and Emily Blunt, who have fantastic chemistry, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then Jesse Plemons as well. I thought I think those three were fantastic. Now, you also had I, a side character, uh Emily Blunt's brother, mm-hmm. who I did not know was going to be a character in this movie. I thought he was not necessary, but I didn't mind him in the movie. He was kind he, of a more one-off, one-beat character, in my he opinion. Was,
1: He's the one aspect of the movie that I think maybe improved as it went on.
0: I agree. At the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, boy. And I didn't. I thought they were, like, married at first. I thought they were, like, a couple. Yeah. I, they didn't seem to... Maybe I missed something at the beginning of the movie, but it didn't seem clearly established that they were brother and sister until a solid chunk of the movie was gone. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I... I I think in one of their first scenes, they like they kind of casually mentioned something. Like the brother mentioned something about their mother or something, and it was kind of, it was kind of fleeting. I almost missed it too. I I kind of
0: caught it though. Well, that there was some sort of mef- reference to the mother, and that's when I first figured it out. But I think the only thing I remember towards the beginning of the movie is that they had the same last name, which oh yeah, like, they were married. That's also the case a lot of the time. So, true, true. especially for that era. So I was like, I I don't know. And then I'm like, Are you gonna go on this cruise with The Rock with your wife? That and just <laughs> that seems pretty risky. I uh, think
1: uh, Emily Blunt is. I, like people I don't know people aren't really talking about the performances in this movie too much I think Emily Blunt really is great though it's kind of a completely different role that I've seen her in before she has a lot of the uh, she's ch- I, okay I I, I don't want to do a disservice by comparing this but it it's kind of a performance that channels some like Jack Sparrow I guess there's a lot of, like, overconfidence and swagger there, and I don't I don't think it's, like, the same. It's not, um, like, a
0: reckless swagger. Yeah. It's just, a, like, a confident, intelligent.
1: Yeah, but, but I think, like, the energy she brings reminds me, I guess, of the energy Johnny Depp brought to Jack Sparrow, but I guess the performances aren't that similar.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting... I don't necessarily see that, Holden, but maybe I'm the one. I just don't understand what you're getting that because i sure. feel like those are completely different well they're completely di- yeah energy i
1: i reworded but i like miss misspoke i think i think just the 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 energy
0: they brought i guess was similar that's what i was going for anyway i think she was great i don't know if i would say that okay. personally I, they didn't it, i wasn't watching it and thinking man she reminds me of jack sparrow <laughs> Well
1: I didn't think that until I was kind of thinking about it now, so I guess I am a week out of the movie, maybe I'm misremembering,
0: yeah, and you also liked Indiana Jones for as a kid, so as a kid <laughs> <laughs> uh what else we got i the rock was great, he's fantastic he's his introductory scene is is excellent, yeah, that um, is pretty funny,
1: oh, Paul Giamatti, surprise Paul Giamatti. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty funny too.
0: He was his great. role's
1: pretty. I thought he was gonna have a bigger role in the movie, honestly, but
0: his role's pretty funny. Um, really, it was the first half is really fun, and then there's just a major shift halfway through the movie. You're like, what? The music even shifts from like oh a God. fantastic, bombastic <laughs> score, like classic Hollywood. It swashbuckling score by uh, well, uh, James Newton Howard who was it I can I'm, I'm losing I think it. that's
1: who you said after this um,
0: fantastic orchestral score to this movie just s- sings adventure and mm-hmm. then it's all of a sudden like this h- rock music well like, okay like, without with, without
1: getting into spoilers there is one scene that is so bad in regards to sound mixing in the soundtrack and it's this flashback that is it's supposed to be like this flashback to like 400 years ago or something like that. And it's like, there's this rock music playing over it and it gets so loud. You can hardly hear. It's like almost tenet bad in terms of sound mixing. And it's so loud. And the song is so not fitting. It was bizarre.
0: It was James Zunar. Otherwise okay. music is fantastic. Overall, I like the look of this movie. Was good, although I thought there was an over reliance on CGI. I wish they had yeah. done more stuff practically. The stuff that was practical looked better. Like I don't it think yeah. Better.
1: I think that I don't think this movie is going to age that well in terms of visuals. No. Um, another comparison, I guess. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean has a lot of practical. It does have some CGI, but I think it's sparse enough that it's pretty. Um, like it's, it holds up pretty well. That, that original Pirates of the Caribbean overall, I think, holds up pretty well. Um, but this movie is like lots of green screen, lots of CG. It's, I just wish they had, you know, actually gone to a jungle and, and cruised around quite a bit more than they actually did.
0: Yeah. Um, trying to think what else I want to mention again, strengths of the movie first half, performances, the orchestral score great like I there were parts of this movie that I loved I was just like the first 30 minutes I was so on board literally mm-hmm. the jungle cruise um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I jump ship so to keep the analogy going um <laughs> uh, but yeah i I think that's where I'm gonna leave it with my non-spoiler review holden is yeah. there anything you else anything else you want to add before we give our rating? No, I don't think so. I I mean, I think,
1: yeah, I think the first thirty minutes or so very strong. I think it loses a lot of its luster after that. So my my review, my overall score is probably going to be more negative than yours. But what do you got? What do you got?
0: Oh, I'm really torn because honestly, that that first like thirty minutes is like a nine. And then the rest of it, the first half, maybe nine, the second half is probably five. So Not I sure. guess I'll go for seven, but I think that might be a little generous. But again, like the highs are high and then it just completely runs out of gas.
1: I think I'm going to go with a five.
0: Overall. Okay. I think, that's I mean, fair.
1: yeah, I agree. I think that beginning parts really good. Good. I think I may have disliked the later parts of the movies more than you did, though. So
0: yeah, average out five. I did not. Yeah, I did not like the later half of the movie. I mean, it still had some fun Jesse Plemons stuff. I do think it's worth seeing, though. Like, I if you're just looking for a family movie to go to, like, it's a good time. Honestly, like, I had a good th- time going to this movie, and that's what pushed me from a six to a seven. I, I think,
1: think it. I think you can feel the runtime a little bit. Yes, it's I I can't remember it's At it's right end. around two hours two hours fifteen something like that I feel like it gets kind of long towards the end, but I mean yeah I I would recommend maybe waiting until it's on Disney Plus I think this is a good Disney Plus it movie. is
0: it is on Disney Plus with well Premier don't accents.
1: spend your thirty bucks on it just wait until it's on there for free I would agree with that one
0: great Holden let's dive into spoil.
1: okay spoilers for jungle cruise okay so jimmy Alexa okay so is, of, I,
0: I i need clarification is jungle uh, cruise related to tom cruise are they like brothers i
1: don't think so i don't know maybe they're dis. i bet he keeps i bet jungle cruise keeps his distance because of tom cruise's scientology connections uh-oh hold them we're on a list now <laughs> Um. yeah I. so Jimmy likes to make fun of me that I always go for the big twist in
0: the spoiler section so immediately
1: uh, here, immediately here we just, go
0: just to t- spite Scott Sutter who, who's not quick to draw his phone <laughs> to skip uh, ahead past the I doubt many section. people
1: are really going to care about the spoilers for this movie but uh, the big twist in this movie and what I think really brings this movie down is the twist that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is actually a 400 year old Spanish conquistador that has befallen the sa- a similar curse to those uh, the other undead conquistadors we find in the movie
0: it's the same curse
1: yeah but they've just been more ravaged by it I guess because they're trapped in that hole in the ground
0: because yeah they were just they couldn't stop killing Dwayne Johnson yeah
1: huh so <laughs> fighting he, each other yeah so he
0: just lured them into a giant hole <laughs> which is pretty or i like how they turned to stone like immediately
1: well it, yeah i didn't really okay so the the whole idea behind this curse is that you're not allowed to leave a certain distance from the river um and so they fall into this hole and the idea is that when they're in this hole they can't be dragged back to the river um because they're stuck in a hole and so they're kind of they they get stuck there turned to stone because of this curse I don't know it didn't I I wasn't fully convinced like why the curse wouldn't just you know pull them out of the hole and then drag them back to the river
0: cuz it only operates in a straight line so if there's well, like a tree in the way <laughs> does it like
1: well yeah, that's I don't I don't get that. There's I trees everywhere.
0: I, I could suspend my disbelief for that. All I know is these guys are very pro climate change. They want rising sea levels. Wash them out of there. That's what they're waiting for.
1: Yeah. Jesse Plummins destroys like a dam in order to <laughs> get them to come back to life. Um but anyway, I, I guess like getting actually into the twist. It first of all, it is really hard for me to believe that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a Spanish conquistador <laughs> from 400 years ago. And the only things they did to like change his appearance, he's still playing like the old conquistador version of himself, but they just gave him like a black beard. Yeah. That was it. Basically, I think they gave him some hair too, a wig. Um but he's just it's like a twist that comes out of nowhere and it just lends more to the comparisons between that and pirates of the caribbean because while in pirates of the caribbean i don't think jack sparrow is cursed the whole time he does also become cursed for part of the movie so i don't know very silly and nonsensical and
0: stupid it felt very unnecessary
1: yeah it, yeah, and I mean, if you took out those Conquistador characters and that whole curse plot, like, who cares? Like, I sure, it doesn't have the supernatural element then, but you still have Jesse Plemons as the villain chasing them down. He could be more of an ongoing threat instead of just kind of popping up at the beginning and end and a little bit in between. Like, he's not really a huge persistent threat for them himself. Um, I don't know. I just it, like they did not need the supernatural
0: stuff of this movie at all. No, it should have just been Jesse Clements, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Um, other spoiler things, I really we both appreciated when Dwayne Johnson just said he was going to feed the little girl to the cobra.
1: That was pretty funny. Yeah, that whole uh, I, okay, I haven't I've never been to Disneyland or World, um, or been on the Jungle Cruise ride for that matter, but um apparently that's all pretty like it's kind of cool there's some comparisons between that and the actual ride on jungle cruise that whole fake tour that Dwayne Johnson takes them on apparently there's certain elements in the movie that are also taken from the ride I don't know I'm not a I don't know anything about the ride have you ever been on it
0: I have never been on the ride no okay um yeah but uh I, I just uh, I, I'm trying to think of other specific points I want to hit like if I were her I would not be trying to find this cure-all thing for the military <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a bad idea especially World War One. like World War One, people were just fighting just because honestly there was not really a reason it wasn't like they were trying to stop anybody they were just all the heads of the states were just all mad at each other and it's not like oh we got to stop the Nazis Um, well
1: yeah I honestly think the only reason this movie is set in World War one is so then Disney wouldn't have to put Nazis in there they probably don't want
0: Nazis there come on Disney
1: that's my guess I really don't see the point in this being set in World War one at all and I guess you know World War two kind of a cliche at this point especially with like Indiana Jones but I don't know I think it would have been cooler
0: I don't know. Uh I don't have that much to say spoiler wise for this movie actually that I think about it. I mean you had the tree of light thing, it kinda of felt like uncharted Tomb Raider stuff. A little bit yeah. more that than like a little bit more supernatural than than an Indiana Jones is. Except for the fourth one. <laughs> um, well all
1: the Indiana Jones have supernatural yeah, elements, but it's always it's kinda of brief. It's very brief kind of stuff.
0: It's low fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I honestly don't have that much more to add to the, the discussion, I think, in the spoiler review. What do you, what do you think, Holden? Yeah.
1: Um, I I mean, I guess talking about, like, the action scenes I liked, I thought the whole submarine chase at the beginning was pretty exciting. I mean, that's all CGI, but that was probably, that was pretty exciting. And that's that follows a very good, well-choreographed hand-to-hand fight scene with, the rock and emily blunt and a bunch of other goons um and i also like the beginning when emily blunt's stealing the arrowhead i thought that was pretty fun like that wasn't i mean they it's she was just basically trying to get away from these museum curators but
0: yeah, those pesky museum curators. I do want to mention now that that you said that, it reminds me, is that one of my gripes with that, while I love the ideas of the scenes themselves and I thought the choreography was good, is that some of the shots just were like too tight, too close up or something. It was a little oh, bit, no. and maybe too fast. They needed to let those scenes breathe a little bit in my opinion because it was just a little hard to tell what was going on or it didn't, it didn't uh, show off the choreography that was there. Mm-hmm. as effectively as it could have, I, in my opinion. I think no, if I you have Steven it, Spielberg directing those scenes, they're going to come out better, and they're going to showcase the choreography a little bit better than the tight action, almost not to the level like a Jason Bourne or whatever, but somewhere in between, like mm-hmm. a classic Indiana Jones and that. And I think they need to lean more to those classic 80s, 90s uh, adventure movies. Sure. But other than that, I think... I've said all I wanted to say about Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I think I'm done, too. All right, Holden. Let's go on to our non-spoiler review of The Green Knight. The Green Knight.
1: Um... Yeah, so this is another movie that's been delayed for quite a while. I think it was supposed to come out of summer of last year. I remember when the trailer, the first trailer dropped, like May or June of last year. I think we talked about it when it first came out. Um, A24 film, um, based on the classic uh, old English tale. I can't remember from how long ago it is, but it's like Arthurian legend called uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, I had to read this in my British literature class, like sophomore year of college. And this was on... I think old British literature is the most boring thing in the world. Although I did think this story was a bit of an exception. I actually liked this one quite a bit when I read it. Um, I think even... despite it being so old it kind of reads pretty easy for kind of like a modern sensibility I'm not an English major or anything so I'm I don't love (laughs) just having all of these old stories that I have to interpret every single word because the word doesn't like mean anything in our modern language I think that's all annoying but I think at least the the version of this I read is pretty pretty entertaining pretty cool has some interesting ideas in it so I was pretty excited for this movie. I had never really heard of any sort of adaptation of this story before. I think, <laughs> out of all things, my uh, my brother Logan mentioned that there's, like, a weird adaptation of this in an episode of Adventure Time. Because I described the plot to him, and he's like, yeah, that just happens in Adventure Time. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. But,
0: yeah, I don't know. Interesting, yes. So... I was high on my radar too. Dev Patel, uh very good actor. Great uh, in The
1: Last Airbender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you seen it?
1: Uh yeah, I have. It's pretty bad. I, I he's idea. um for those of you who know anything about uh the Avatar The Last he's Airbender. He's the fire franchise. one. Yeah, he's Suzuko Prince Zuko.
0: Um he he's great uh David Lowry directed this, who, of course, did A Ghost Story, which we reviewed. He also, mm-hmm. did, he's done some other things with... Uh, he did Old um, Man and the Gun, which yeah, I really want to watch. I haven't seen I haven't yet. Seen. He's also done that, he did that Pete's Dragon movie. Oh, yeah. Apparently that was pretty good. He does a lot of stuff with, like, mythology, so this seemed like a natural progression for him. Um, and... I thought this movie, while good, was I did not like it. I think it's a good movie that I I didn't like. That there is a place in cinema for this type of movie, and there's a certain movie goer who likes these movies, and I am just not one of those people.
1: Let's see, uh, maybe I'm one of those types of movie goers. I did like it, but I it, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Is it's not a movie I'm I'm going to be clamoring to see anytime soon. I like a lot of what it does. Um and this is controversial. I know you're not going to agree with this. I actually did not feel the runtime with this as much as it did with Jungle Cruise. And this movie is very slow. But I felt I felt Jungle Cruise's runtime a little bit more than this one. So I you know, I was somewhat interested um throughout the whole thing, more so parts than others. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I was starting to fall asleep in the middle of this movie. Uh, I think the first act is, is good, really good mm-hmm. and I think the third act is is really good. Um, the second act is the one that lost me a little bit in terms yeah. of just, I it's don't know if I just was part. tired just naturally. I, I just thought it was the stuff, the part with the least going on. I thought the ending was very satisfying though mm-hmm. For me I thought it was very well done I, I thought thematically it fit um, I also liked the beginning How it established the world And the style It's a very beautiful movie It's oh, yeah. incredibly well shot The that, special that effects carries over are, from
1: That carries over from a ghost story David Lowry seems to Have good cinematographers And directors of photography And shit
0: yeah, it's it's a very beautiful film, uh, which is to be expected with any A twenty four movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Dev patel's good in it as well, um, as is the the actor who plays the Green Knight. Um, the, uh, Alicia Vikander's in this. I thought she was good. I in terms of just technically i thought this movie was well done i just Mm. didn't enjoy watching it all that much except for the beginning and the end on the the second act just was too slow there were there were some parts of the filmmaking i really appreciated how they how they went about expressing what they were trying to say and how they went about sequencing certain scenes that i did like um but i just thought it was a little pretentious Like, yeah, it definitely is. It's very pretentious. It's not as pretentious or as boring as I'm thinking of ending things in my opinion. (laughs) Um, But it is pretentious. Like there's just prolonged nature shots and stuff. And, And, and I get it. This is a movie where you have to be contemplating what's going on in order for it to thematically resonate the first time. The movie allows you time to figure things out or to think about things. I think it's too much time though. I think it just feels yeah. like, ooh, this is pretty or ooh, I'm conveying this through the scenery. Ooh, aren't I the best most artistic director of all time? So kind of kind of that. And and when a movie's full of itself not for purpose, that's when it loses me. It just seemed to be like this is pretty, so look at this. And and that's more of a preference thing. I think yeah. uh this movie could have been at least 15 minutes shorter. Um, and, uh, I, I think it should be, I'm of the um, opinion that art movies don't have to be boring. I look at hereditary hereditary is not boring. You don't have to like hereditary, but it's not boring, but it's mm-hmm. a very artsy movie. Drive is not boring, but it's a very artistic movie. You don't have to, for it to be an art movie with deeper meaning. It doesn't have to be boring and slow, which um, I think this movie is, I think it's only slow because it's trying to be artistic and let you let things sink in rather than just trying to, how can we tell this movie the most efficiently in the tightest narrative possible so that it is uh, maximizing the entertainment value as well as the artistic value. But that is my preference.
1: Okay. Um, this is like the most a 24 movie ever made. Um, i agree with your points i think like artistic movies don't have to be boring in order to like you know be deep or whatever this movie has like everything that a24 movies and people that love a24 movies love it has droning soundtracks gray but beautiful (laughs) landscapes very long shots of just nothing (laughs) tiny font tiny font um very large font <laughs> hard to understand language sometimes um yeah i don't know and i mean there's more to it than that but it's it's just it felt like the quintessential a24 movie like if you if you've seen the witch if you've seen all these other films you'll probably get it what i'm talking about
0: i would say um, it's more The Lighthouse than The Witch, though. Is that fair? Well, mm, it's somewhere in between. I don't know. I For me.
1: I don't know. Like this, this has a lot of deep stuff in it, but I feel like it has enough of an ongoing plot that it's maybe more Witch than it is The Lighthouse. lighthouse. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: But it definitely has that whole mythology of The Lighthouse yeah. element to it. It's somewhere in between those two movies. Is that fair to say? Like it is. Yeah. If I'm gonna compare it to other A24 movies, um, that we both reviewed, we've reviewed both of them, or at least we talked about The Witch.
1: Yeah, I don't think we, uh, because I haven't seen it in a while. I don't. I do not like The Witch.
0: (laughs) Um, It was, yeah. It's in between those two movies. I just thought it just wasn't what I was hoping it would be it was not as entertaining as I was hoping it would be for me as as someone who's read the original story I think this movie
1: kind of loses some of the thematic like intrigue of that story like I I don't know the way this movie arranges like I do like the ending of this movie but kind of the way this end this way ends versus the way that story ends and I don't. Once it has been a couple of years since I've read it, so I could be misre- like misremembering some of this. But some of the events that happen in the middle of this movie, I do not think happen in the story, and I think they don't really add as much as it thinks it does. I just think the story is more concise and better at explain, exploring its themes. In the amount of time, like the amount of pages, it is better than this movie is. I I just think this movie is a little. I, I agree it's a little messy in the middle I do not think all of what it thinks Is relevant is relevant
0: Um Yeah what was I going to say I lost it darn it Um we'll, we'll have to have you explain Some of the differences between the book And the movie and spoilers But I well, I, I know what I was going to say Like I appreciate this movie If someone who really loves this movie Sat down and told me why they love it I could appreciate it even more mm-hmm. But I, like you said, I just don't see myself sitting down and watching this film again. If you love The Lighthouse, if you love The Witch, you're gonna love this movie. Uh, if those are more lukewarm for you, this is gonna be a lu- lukewarm movie. Like it is just that. the The thing I appreciate about A24 is that when I go to a movie, I'm gonna see a good movie that's gonna intrigue me in one way or another. And for me, the most intriguing parts of this movie was. Dissecting how they did certain sequences, how they used the cinematography and the shot selection to convey different ideas and, and to just and to the, 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 um, oh, the blocking and just the, the framing of the shots themselves. I appreciated dissecting that and the technical production of it. Dissecting that while I was watching the movie was the most enjoyable part of the movie for me rather than the movie itself. Mm -hmm. So, anything else you need to say, non-spoiler-wise, before we go give our ratings, Holden?
1: I will say, um, for all the crap we give, like, the long nature shots, I think the, like, the one one take, like, whenever he's riding on a horse... (laughs) I think those are kind of, those are fun to watch and it's just like very, very long take.
0: I shots. just see. That's interesting. Cause that, that was one of the, the first, there's a shot where he's riding on a horse, leaving this castle thing that's yeah. extended. It's at least a minute or two minutes long and nothing really, ha- I mean, peop- nothing, a couple of things happen, but nothing really happens to drive the plot. It's more like atmospheric kind of setting, uh, um, nothing plot wise but more thematic uh, wise and it was weird because like the technical production of that it, it's a little like shaky like it, it the framing is a little awkward It it's not very smoothly made which was interesting for a movie that has so much polish to it that shot stood out to me as one that was not great however there is a shot later on that's kind of um, orbit 360 uh, what do you want to call it not an orbit but like a Revolution with the camera, uh, where it's spinning on its on its axis and its axis that I think was really cool and, and effective. That,
1: that shot is cool, but it's also incredibly pretentious. <laughs> it is
0: pretentious, but at least it was cool, yeah, and not boring. Uh, so that's what I have to say. Holden, ready to give your rating?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: What are you going with? Buckle. Ugh.
1: I don't know. This is hard. Um,
0: Eight and a half. I'm at an eight. So I think that's pretty fair. I I could be talked into a higher score, but just for me, I didn't enjoy it that much. Like I didn't hate it. It wasn't, I'm thinking of ending things where I just hated sitting and watching it, even though I thought it was a good movie. It was a step or two steps above that for me in my experience but again if you like the witch you like the lighthouse you love this if you didn't you won't so that's my final verdict as to whether or not you should see it holden let's dive into spoilers
1: so this movie has uh, a lot of differences Uh, well some of the differences that I wanted to point out from the actual story is that pretty much from when he leaves the castle to when he arrives at that other place with the the man and his wife and whatever, everything in between there is made up for this movie. So um, when
0: he's he's finding the lady's head and putting the lady's head back on,
1: yeah, that's not in the book. Or that's not in the original story. Him getting
0: not- robbed
1: yeah because i i remember it like it it mentions that he went on like there was some adventures or some stuff that happened in between him leaving and arriving at that castle but it doesn't really go it doesn't go into detail about what those were so i mean i guess this is just elaborating on that vague statement
0: but yeah Honestly, I like those parts better than the part at the castle, even though that was more like there's the theme of the movie and all this <laughs> stuff and Elizabeth candor. I yeah.
1: think they're I think they're more interesting but I also like like I was mentioning before, I don't think they really add much to the story. I don't know. The whole the whole headless lady getting her head out of the out of the lake, that was kinda whatever for me. Him finding the giants. That was stupid and pointless.
0: It looked great. Yeah, it looked cool. Him and swimming were... in the water and the water's red. Looks cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's all very cool visually. It's I just don't think it really adds anything to the overall movie. I didn't really feel like it added anything thematically to the story or or really to Gawain's character even. I don't know.
0: Well, I think that's maybe something you'd get on a second watch. Maybe. Which I will not do anytime (laughs) soon. So, unless I'm paid a handsome amount. Uh, The little foxes made me think of Ghost of Tsushima because there's little foxes that take you to places. I'm like, just follow them to the, Sir Gawain, just follow them to the Inari Shrine and get a (laughs) power-up. Is it not the same fox the whole time? Yes, it's the same fox, but oh. it, and it goes to Suchamud. It's different foxes. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and then the fox starts saying, Hey, don't go there. <laughs> it should have been Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> There's trouble ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't be headed that way.
1: <laughs> um, yeah i'm trying to uh so the scene like with at the castle with the lady and the other guy um we saw this with our friend joe lust and the scene where the bit where he kisses the man joe like was very visibly like what the heck (laughs) uh and that that actually is um from the original story he the whole idea behind that is that in order to like get the fox and be able to leave on good graces is that he's supposed to return the gifts that he received and so since he kissed the lady he had to kiss the man oh okay and it's weird it's weird it's weirder to watch it in the movie it makes it it made more sense when i when i read it
0: I honestly don't even remember that part, so maybe I was dozing off on that. Oh, happened. okay.
1: That could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe was just like, well, why is he kissing this
0: guy? Like, what? Yeah. Um Yeah, but I in terms of like the movie, I thought the whole when he goes to actually when he goes to the Green Chapel to the end of the movie was really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I like I feel that whole ending sequence. Um, where it's it turns out that it's all kind of like a dream all of all of vision or him kind of visualizing what would happen if he left in a cowardly way um, it's kind of pretentious but it's very interesting it's all done without any dialogue um, so it's kind of cool I like it I like to do um, th- oh another difference I want to or th- thing I want to point out Is at the beginning of the movie, it keeps like the scene with him at the at the Christmas party and everything keeps getting intercut with like 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 scenes with his mom. Yeah,
0: like he's doing like some sort of ritual.
1: Yeah. So, in the original story, I don't think his mom is mentioned, but it turns out that the whole like game is arranged by Morgan Le Fay. Um, who's a very famous enchantress of Arthurian legend? Arthurian legend. Sometimes she's good. Sometimes she's evil. In this story, I think she's kind of neutral. It was kind of a, a a test for her to bring upon the uh, the knights of the Round Table to like prove their bravery or something like that. And so the movie never says it, but I think his mom is supposed to be Morgan Le Fay in the movie. But the movie never really does anything with it after that. That set of
0: scenes. Yeah, it's it seemed like it just that part just seemed like a nod to the original literature than something that added to the movie. Because I'm like, they really didn't develop his relationship with his mother at all. Yeah, that just seemed to just happen,
1: and they don't uh, mention it later or anything. It's not brought up at any time after.
0: No, but uh, yeah, I guess it turns out it was Agatha all along. <laughs> She killed the dog too. She killed the fox. Oh yeah. She killed. What the does the fo- fox say? <laughs> you don't want. You don't want to go in there. Oh no! <laughs> Turn back. You don't want to go there. They lit bad reviews on Yelp for the Green Chapel. It's a bad. It's an Airbnb. You don't want to go there.
1: <laughs> I did. I thought. I thought it was cool. Um, the representation of the Green Chapel, but I don't think. I don't think in the story it was like this old decrepit place. I think the Green Knight was like actually in this nice building or whatever. I just thought it was cool that it was like this rundown ruined essentially church. It's cool
0: yeah uh I kept waiting for the the Green Knight to either uh say I am Groot. Or reference Treebeard from Lord of the Rings and he didn't do either so that was a little disappointing
1: I uh the line that made me okay so this movie's not I think it has maybe a couple jokes in it but the thing that made me think that I thought was the funniest was the awkward line the Green Knight had where he's like let's get to hacking I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> I
0: remember laughing a couple of times, so I don't remember what the what the quotes were. There were a couple of
1: things there were a couple of things King Arthur says that were kind of funny. Oh,
0: I I wanted to just turn to you and I'm and say the King Arthur I was like it's the, the it's, it's the guy from Mission Impossible. Yeah, like, it is. Ethan <laughs> la, Hunt. You know, whatever he says, I couldn't think of a Mission Impossible line though. So I haven't seen I saw him in
1: something else recently too. I can't remember what it was though.
0: Um in the in the story does he have like a prostitute girlfriend or love interest? I don't
1: think so. I don't I don't remember that being a thing there. Um no, I don't. I don't remember the whole the prostitute. So there's not the there's not the. Okay, I guess I should ask what you think of the fact that the lady at that castle is also played by Alicia Vikander.
0: Oh, I didn't even. Is that so? Wait, the lady at the. They're both. They're I both played that. by
1: Alicia Vikander.
0: It's like they look similar.
1: <laughs> no, they're they're both played by her. I didn't. Oh. I didn't get the point of that.
0: I'm sure it has some meaning, but the fact that I didn't even notice it while the movie was going on is shows how much i was <laughs> how <laughs> how not sleepy i was um so i I mean I could sit and think about it and give you an answer but i I don't know I'll let someone else who who likes a story more sit down and dissect and uh, analyze that uh I was just want to say I, I did enjoy the little puppet shows I got kick out of those yeah, that
1: was kinda that was fun.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to say about this movie. Again, holding this this episode's getting long. I will say it's the best colored night movie since The Dark Knight. Yeah, can't think of another movie where it's the blank insert color here night. Oh wait, I just realized we were supposed to see the green night. I have been listening to Green Day. Oh, oh, okay. That is into American a lot. Idiot. Yes. I did relate to it though. <laughs> Alright, Holden. What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what
0: are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Well, um this is another week where I didn't really watch a ton. Um, I moved this weekend, which was very, very busy, very, very... I wa- Actually, I moved right before we went and saw the Green Knight. I was literally late to the... I was <laughs> late to the trailers and everything for the Green Knight because I was moving and everything. So that was that's the biggest thing for me this week. Got a n- nice little new place, a little duplex. It's pretty cute and fun. I like it a lot. Um, so I've spent a lot of this last week setting up, like, gas electric wi-fi all for that place um but it's now i just need some furniture and then i'm pretty much all set um as far as thing i did watch one movie i watched uh, a four-year consideration which is another christopher guest movie i've previously talked about best in show a mighty wind and waiting for guffman i watched waiting for guffman not too long ago Um, but these are all directed by the same guy, all with very, very similar casts. It's just like a group of comedians that get together and make a movie. And I like his other three movies quite a bit. This one I liked a little bit less. It doesn't follow the mockumentary format of the other three. Not that I think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think the writing is a little less sharp. Um, it follows uh, this group of people. They're making this movie. And rumors start circulating online that, oh, this movie has a lot of Oscar buzz. These different actors might get o- Oscars for it. Um, and so it kind of follows the making of that movie and then the awards season afterwards. And it's it's still pretty funny. It's his weakest out of the four I've seen. Um, I think the entire since uh, Catherine O'Hara is the main character basically in this movie who also played Moira Rose on Schitt's Creek and this movie just feels like the entire inspiration for that character it felt like <laughs> when they were asked to make Schitt's Creek they're they're just like yep Catherine just channeled your character from for your consideration but like 20 years later that's kind of what I got from it um but yeah, it was, a, it was a fairly enjoyable movie. Uh, and beyond that, I've been playing, um, since I'm at home right now, I've been playing some games here um, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, which is a standalone expansion prequel to the Wolfenstein the New Order. I had never played it, even though I've played the New Order. Um, and it was on Game Pass and since we have an Xbox I was like oh I want to play Wolfenstein 2 but I'll play this little prequel thing first and so far it's very fun I I think the Wolfenstein games might have the most some of the most satisfying like gun combat it's just I don't know the guns feel very fun to handle and it's very good time very fun setting, too. I just kind of like the the Nazis winning World War II alternate reality thing. I mean, it's been done before, but I think it's very interesting in terms of storytelling.
0: Quoting Holden Sutter the, with that. Uh, <laughs> I like the whole Nazis winning World War no. II. No,
1: <laughs> just, a, yeah, obviously just in terms of alternate reality storytelling. I think it's it adds makes some interesting sci-fi. Um, And what else have I been playing? I don't know. Oh, uh, my roommate got Spider-Man for PS5. So I've been playing remastered.
0: Spider-Man.
1: And that's fun. I mean, I've played the PS4 Spider-Man before. So playing remastered is, you know, still fun. I do not like the new Peter Parker as much. I don't either, but you get over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting over it.
0: It's just, it's weird. I don't know why they changed it. There was nothing wrong with the first one.
1: Well, and like i i mean i remember reading this when it first happened but the new one is like not as expressive and it's weird because it's juxtaposed against all these other characters that are still like their models are still very expressive and so then you just have this like tom holland wannabe peter parker that just kind of has like one expression on his face the whole time and i'm like well kind of miss the old one
0: he just looks young i guess Yeah, he does. He looks too young to be twenty three years old. Spoken from someone who also looks too young to be twenty (laughs) three years old. Yeah. Um. But I. I think that's
1: pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, the only thing I've been doing is is getting close to finishing a Plague Tale: Innocence on PS5 since I I got back to work for a few professional development days this week, which is partly the reason why we're recording so late. Um but yeah no i I don't think i didn't watch anything else i'm trying to think if i haven't been watching any new shows or anything so yeah that's uh about it i did i now that i remember i did watch a documentary about the massive explosion that happened in beirut lebanon last year um it's on youtube i didn't realize it was a documentary i just was like I didn't really know anything about this explosion when it happened i should learn about i just like you know on the youtube tv uh not the youtube tv app but the youtube space tv app not youtube tv the service okay <laughs> the tv version of the youtube app it automatically kind of starts playing the videos and i was just like wow i didn't realize the explosion was that big started watching the video was hooked by it then i realized it was a documentary uh by the australian broadcasting company abc australian version um it was really good it was very very tragic um and Mm -hmm. very insightful uh it, it was called it was called the the um program was called four corners so if you look up four corners Uh, Lebanon or Four Corners Beirut I'm sure it will come up and it was like 43 minutes it was very very uh, insightful and and tragic Uh, so that is one thing I did watch and it was completely on a whim Uh, and uh, I would recommend watching that just to know what's going on in the rest of the world uh, and to be aware of that Um, otherwise that was it so Holden you are free to take us home, my friend.
1: All right. So next week is the Suicide Squad. Very excited for this one. Um, gonna have to find. I'm going to Kansas City this weekend, so I'm gonna have to find a time to see it. I want to see it in theaters. It is also on HBO Max, but this feels like a movie that should be seen in theaters. So that's what I'm gonna try to do. Oh, you know, it is
0: on HBO Max. Yeah. Hmm. That's tempting. <laughs> I would like to see it in theaters, but if no one else can go I, I mean I have such a nice TV not to just flex on everybody but.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah so um, that'll be next week um, and pretty soon we'll be starting What If as well I, I can't remember what's the movie in two weeks I think it's I f- is it Free Gaius oh yeah it is Free Gaius okay um, so yeah I'll have that to look forward to if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and having the request in that review. Or you can send us an email at tauntpodcast at gmail.com. Do or the you can donate one. to our Patreon. Do what? the review one. Yeah, do the review one first. But if you want to do another one, then obviously you can send us an email. Uh, and like I said, Patreon is also viable. Um, yeah. Don't we have a couple new requests, Jimmy?
0: We do. <laughs> uh, we'll see when we get around to them. We got Boss Baby 2 back in business. Haven't seen the first one. Will not see the first Isn't one. It family Business. Family Business, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, uh, then we got Dune, the original one. Not going to watch it until the new one comes out because I want to see the new one first. Okay. And then we have, I think, Frozen. Which okay. I think was like, ha ah, you guys have to watch Frozen, but little do they know that Holden and I enjoy Frozen despite yeah. our dislike of Frozen 2. Yeah. I'm excited. It is very that. much better than the movie Tangled. <laughs>
1: I kind of do want to rewatch Tangled. I have not I think I've only seen that movie once, so I think I'll rewatch that at some point.
0: I think Tangled is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool uh so we got some some fun
0: <laughs> boss
1: baby family business coming up you get some that point. to
0: look forward to if you want us to review good movies you could also suggest <laughs> that
1: <laughs> yes please um yeah so i think that's pretty much it though chibi
0: all right we're not used to these longer episodes only so we'll have to make it up for it with a short episode next week huh
1: maybe all Depends right. if we have no, a lot to say about the Suicide Squad. The
0: Suicide Squad. The Ohio State University Suicide Squad. All right. Okay. Adios, <laughs> pantalones. Love you.